Hello everyone, this is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. I want to welcome you to the show. I'm excited to be here and share another discussion with my awesome partner, John Morrow. John. Good morning. How are you, Mark? Yeah, it feels like it's a good morning, doesn't it? It does. You have told me you're having a good week. Yes, uh, I am. Good year, good week so far. So well, far, no. it's kind of hard not to have a good year because at the time of this recording, yeah. it's what? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. five. This is the fifth day of the month of 2017, January. So we're just five days into a new year. Can't believe it's 2017 already. It is hard to believe. But 2016, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over, but I also am thankful for 2016. Mark. You are? Why? I feel 2016 was a great year for advancing our messages, mm-hmm. for reaching more people, yes. and for gaining confidence in the knowledge of the fact that we have a message and a brand that people need, and it benefits mm-hmm. lives, mm-hmm. and it's fun when you discover what you can do simply by applying yourself and taking a risk. Exactly. I'm all about taking risks that produce some kind of outcome that you can live with. Exactly. Let's go with that. I'm excited about what you're going to talk about today. John, uh, last week, last episode, I talked about how to write, market, and publish your best-selling book in Mm -hmm. 2017. Uh, There were some unanswered questions and something that I did not discuss because we run out of time. Yes. I'd like to continue this conversation. I'm excited about that. In this episode, and I want to... Remember, this is a Speak Brave podcast. Exactly. This is not a podcast where we forget to ask tough questions. Whatever the questions are, we're going to bring them to the table, and we're going to discuss it. Is that okay? That is great. I'm looking Let's forward it. to it. Now, the title of this podcast is How to Live Forever. Oh, let me make sure I heard you correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The title of this podcast yes. by Mark Guy. Exactly. Speak on Brave. Speak Brave. Yeah. How to Live Forever. That's right. Wow. Interesting. How to live forever via your best-selling book. Ah, there's your immortality link. I like that. Exactly. Exactly. How to live forever via your best-selling book that you're going to write in 2017. I think that's everybody's dream who has thought and decided (laughs) that they want to write a book is to be able to have a bestseller. Exactly. What I'm going to focus on this podcast is marketing. Okay. How to market a book. And I know you are in the market to write a book, aren't you, John? I'm currently engaged in writing one, thanks to your encouragement. Mm -hmm. I'm not as far along in the pace of completing my book as you obviously Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. but I have learned a great deal from what you have shared with me about the book writing process. So I am definitely in that. So let's talk about marketing. How do you feel about marketing the book? A lot of, um, and I want to make sure that you contribute this, what I have seen from authors and writers is that marketing is an afterthought. Uh, rather, marketing is, okay, well, I have my book. I have spent months, maybe years or weeks writing, slaving away in some kind of cave or in a hermit-type environment. And now I have the book. Now, nobody told me about marketing. Is that something I should be concerned about? Do you feel that you are in the same position or have you seen other people who talk about marketing over book in the same way? I need to preface it by afterthought. For me, it's not an afterthought, and the reason why is because of my background. I was in broadcasting for a number of Mm -hmm. years, and I learned that marketing is an important tool in any type of a media field, in so much as if you are bringing a forthcoming workout, whether that's a book or a pamphlet or a series of messages or whether it's in a magazine or it's a television show, you have to be able to get the word out that 
you have something compelling and that's and that's the part too about the marketing because the marketing has to be appealing yes so that it captures the attention of otherwise people who have no knowledge of who you are and would be basically for all intents and purposes disinterested i mean who is Mark Guy. Who is Mark Guy? Yeah. I've been trying to figure this out for the last several years. Most of your life, I think. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yes, that's true. Most of my life. But you know what? Uh, There's cycles, right? Right. There's cycles you're trying Mm -hmm. to find out a little bit further, and you're not distracted by other things. Right. But let's go back into the marketing of the book Mm -hmm. that you're going to write. And I'm writing as well. And I'm sure other audience members, because people who listen to this podcast that I have learned from the feedback, they're not satisfied with who they are in their life. And if you want to go higher, push further, dig deeper, I know, it rhymes. It's <laughs> no, good. It's not it's rhyming. Good, but go okay. with it. You will need to do things differently than you have done before. Yeah. If you want different results, you have to change what you're doing. And take a risk. We've all heard the definition of insanity. Yes, what is it, John? Insanity is simply doing the same thing you always do and expecting different results. Exactly. And that, that doesn't go anywhere. So let's focus on marketing. Um, John, have you ever heard this very popular business blogger, Seth Godin? Oh, yes. Very much so. You did. Okay. You were the one that put me on to Seth Godin. I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, great. I do recommend. He's a prolific writer and marketer. He said, the best time to write a book is now, three years ago. That's right. He did say that. He said that book should have already been written. Yes. And why did he say that? He's looking from the perspective of marketing. Because um, another gentleman that I have recently heard about, I never met this person. His name is Ty Pearson or Tyler Pearson. He wrote a book, The End of Jobs, where he has an idea that individuals who have cell phones, laptops, computers can work from anywhere. He Mm. calls them mini multinationals. They assemble distributed teams Mm -hmm. and you can work from anywhere in the world based on your skill, your craft. Well, that I would buy into simply because technology has opened up so many doors for so much greater expansion of what it is that we want to do when we promote and put out our brand. So he wrote in his book, End of Jobs, is that people looking for opportunity at a big company. And there's earning potential, income potential, but he believes and he did research based on his um, Mm -hmm. thinking that it's safer (coughs) and more opportunities available if you go entrepreneurial route and end of jobs. And the way that he promoted his book, he said from start to release, it took him nine months. And he did a number of marketing strategies that he implemented Mm -hmm. to release his books. Um, For example, the writing took him in 90 days, and then another 90 days for editing, and then 90 days for marketing. Oh, that's how he broke that down. Okay, so that's nine months. That's right. He also released released 70% of the content of his book through his blog. Oh. 70%. And people found what he wrote interesting and compelling, and followed his work so he already built in the audience it's not that you're going to write a book and release it he actually did the other way he already had the audience who were waiting for his final book to come out so they can buy it does that make a sense does that does that make it uh, sense to you at all it does and this is the question that i would use in follow-up to uh-huh. that 
he utilized a blog. Yes, the blog that he started, correct. A blog to me is sort of like a conversational newsletter in a lot of ways. It is, yeah. It's your voice. Now, it's your personality. That it's your thoughts. Also, yes. That same memo could be used if one was doing a podcast yes. or if one was releasing a series Video. of yeah. videos. Sure. So it doesn't necessarily, or if someone was even publishing articles on, let's say, LinkedIn. Yes. Where you're writing and you're creating a thematic element, and that element has a connectivity in that every time you submit an article, that article is tying into a deeper message or to a brand message or to the objective point of the message, something like that. Am I correct? Yes, yes. Um, I think this, this guy, this Tyler Pearson, Ty, Tyler Pearson, is genius. Releasing the book in chunks before it is ever published. So I never the, thought of that actually. The audience is rebuilt in. Furthermore, he has through his blog reached out to the audience and he said about a hundred people or less than a hundred people applied to be a beta reader of his book. Now what's a beta reader? Is that like a test audience? Exactly. But it's a little bit more intense. Beta reader will provide unbiased, objective feedback to the author to make a product better. And beta reader receives an early free version of the book. And if you have a tribe, a community that loves you, that know, like, and trust you, you can release a portion of the book and then say, would you like to apply to be a beta reader? Say, yes, mm-hmm. yes, I'd like to apply because I really like your work. I like your idea. I want to hear from you. So he has created a demand from a larger audience that he has created through his blog. That is genius. That is genius because it's like having an editing staff totally for free. I know. And they're providing you with ideas and feedback Mm -hmm. so that you can fine-tune your message so that by the time it goes out in full-blown release, Mm -hmm. it's reached optimal potential. Optimal potential, but that's not enough. This is just one start. Yes. He also figured out that one of the ways you can reach out to people is through giveaways. Mm-hmm. You can always get people to come to giveaways. I, I go to expos. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that the tables that really want to have an opportunity to engage you mm-hmm. put some type of a giveaway out there, even if it's just a little fancy trinket or a cute yes, little collectible. Yes, a little, a, little, a little tangible gift, But yes. the idea of approaching the table to get the collectible creates an environment where the individual comes into the sphere of influence of the booth. Yes. And it is then that they, if they're really good at communicating, mm-hmm. they engage the person, welcoming them, the usual greeting, and then they start taking, have you ever heard of so-and-so? Yes. So, yeah, I see uh-huh. that. Exactly. What, in the digital age that we can focus as a book marketers and content producers, uh, there's several platforms that you can turn to, to do mm-hmm. giveaways. And you don't have to give away your book. You can give away a book that will interest your readers in exchange for their email address, for their email mm-hmm. information, because that way you can market to them. So it's an email capturing system utilizing exactly. a platform. Okay. Exactly. One of the, one that is available is called Sumo, King Sumo, on Sumo Me. Mm-hmm. And I think, did you, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but no, I do. No, but I've heard of ones like Get Response, Constant Contact. Well, this is a giveaway. Um, Constant Contact. Well, it utilizes a, a, what we call a landing page. It does. It does, but they outsource their platform. So you contact them, and mm-hmm. it kept it. 
it adds to your list. It adds to your list of subscribers, adds to your list of people who want to hear from you. And they enter the sweepstakes and they have a chance to win a prize purse that you have assembled and gave away. Now, not everybody going to win. And he also, uh, the author of The End of Jobs, he paused and said, I don't know how effective it was, but it created some buzz and some, mm-hmm. some, um, some um, uh, demand when he needed it. He also said, go ahead, you have a question. Well, I was going to say, could the, the giveaway be an e-reader, for example, maybe a pamphlet form, Anything something as want. a precursor to, or maybe even a commonly a asked question that is associated with the message you have in your book, but it's not directly tied as a part of the book. Yes. It's, for, for example, if a person wanted to understand some of the basic mechanics of preparing and presenting a successful speech before a group of people in, let's say, a 5- to 10-minute framework or a 10- to 15-minute framework, you easily, with your skill set, could write a pamphlet yes, with absolutely. basic ideas well, and information, even give references, and you could say to this in, yeah. individual, yeah. for you for free, for in exchange for your email, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you this ebook which you can read, which will help you begin the foundation of learning how to yes. communicate with courage and speak brave. You can do that as well. You can also do that on your website. I should be your marketing man. You should be, and you are part of it, uh, part of the team, right? Remember, <laughs> we cannot achieve success alone. We have We've always been doing this as a team, and that's, that's what right. I like about it too. And what you're doing here too with that, uh, with that beta testing is you're mm-hmm. actually creating a team, beta readers, utilizing yeah. your tribe yeah. because yes. you've developed that group mm-hmm. of followers, and those followers have already been and you, captured. And you can get it from your blog. Mm-hmm. Also, I have seen executed well where authors have used private Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. I've seen those. Where individuals already like you. They like your brand. They like your message. They want to hear more from you. And people who are constantly engaging with you, constantly asking you for more help, excuse me, or constantly want to hear from you, mm-hmm. those individuals, you can approach them and say, okay, I see that you like my work and I'd like to work with you. I will give you a copy of the book. I have a few things I want to ask you. Number one, will you write an honest review of my book when it comes out? And I think the key word here is honest. Because mm-hmm. you want to make sure that it is honest. That is not- it does no good for somebody to simply try to pat you on the back and suck up to you, if I could use that term. Mm-hmm. They need to be people of objective character who are willing to say, I like this, but I think this could have improved. Exactly. I like that approach because that's what you and I have learned through our experience as Toastmasters. We've understood the importance of giving praise where praise is due, but also the importance of offering useful feedback and, coupled with that feedback, recommendations on how to improve. Absolutely. So you ask for honest feedback. Exactly. Second... You ask the, the most engaged community members with your work, with you, because mm-hmm. you're the leader, because you're the starter or the instigator or the one who produces or the one who involves. You, you're the thought leader, mm-hmm. right? So you create a Facebook group. You ask people to be beta readers, uh, reviewers, and leaders, leaders of your launch team, it's because you can tap into the network that they have and you ask them, can you be a leader 
of my launch team can you be my it's something called street team and it's not the street team where they go door to door knock on doors and say okay i have this book from john morrow called i never noticed would you like to get a copy no it's not like that it's it's you are part of the street team where that person likes you so much that they will release and they will use their social media and um spread the story spread get the word out message. yes that's what it is get the word out that's right and you don't do it alone you must have a street team you must have better readers you must have reviewers this is the this are the rules excuse me of the game now you will not have a chance to create buzz and um, influence with your book without those things the rules have changed especially if you want to go to self-publishing route because you can do and create marketing gimmicks you can create a video maybe giveaways but you have to have a community mm-hmm. a community that is so in tune with you and you're responsive to them yes. that they will drive two hours just to see you they'll buy you t-shirt they'll buy you mug they'll buy you cd they'll buy you book because they like you it's it's a concept that comes from kevin kelly i did mention it to you before mm-hmm. and it also comes from kevin kelly tim ferris picked it up and a few others it's an idea of 1,000 true fans. 1,000 is a big number, is it not? It's a solid number. It's, it's huge. It's a great core. But you can start with 10. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Another idea that I want to make sure that I mention is Tyler Pearson, the person who wrote The End of Jobs, he said in one of the articles, I know, and I'm going to prepare you for this, Jesus Christ Marketing. Okay, now that's an interesting concept. Jesus marketing for book publishing. Now, just I'm I'm listening. You've got my attention. Heath's and I know this is. Let's say let's let's take out the um, the spiritual. Let's take out the supernatural. Let's talk about the personality. Yeah, let's take out the supernatural just for a mo- one moment. All right. Just well, for one moment, if okay. we allow it, right? Mm-hmm. He said that. How did this uh, idea? Because he analyzed it in front of the idea. How did it spread? 2,000 years later to be one of the major religions in the world. And it started with how many people? 12. 12 people. What does it tell you, John? You don't have to have 1,000 people. No. All you need is people who are your true champions. Uh They're devoted to you. People who are your absolute ardent fans. Do you have those fans, John? It would be nice to know who they are. Well, you ask. You ask That's them. it. You have you to ask. ask. Them. You ask them, okay, will you be on my on my launch team? You don't say the word street team, but will you be on my launch team? Will you be my better reader? Will you spread the word? Will you be part of the strong launch that's going to catapult this product to the top of the best-selling list? But I don't know if that's what you're looking for. You need someone who is so into your work who will help you spread the word. You don't need a 1,000. A 1,000 will get in time. And that starts with 5, 10, 12. That also, may I inject, yeah. and again, if I'm headed in the wrong direction, please say so. But to me, that also means you're dealing with individuals who have embraced your, your work and yes, your message. Yes, they love you. They, and they know, like, and trust they you. They believe in it so much yes. that they 
have benefited from it and they want to share the benefits that they've received mm-hmm. from it mm-hmm. with others mm-hmm. so they become your voice they become an extension of you, your voice you multiply your voice through the network mm-hmm. of people who are so into you and that's why Seth Godin said the best time to write a book and if you want to have a best selling book is 3 years ago because the time that you have to invest, nurture, locate, give, support the community that's going to take you and your message to the larger audience. You cannot do it alone. You need a fan base. Even if it's only two people. If it's only three people, that's a start. That's the key. And that's, it is focus, focus, focus. You, you identify those mm-hmm. people and you give them. You support them. You, have, you establish a rapport. Tony Robbins said, rapport is a relationship of responsiveness. That's what it is. You truly are responsive to them and they're to you because you are the thought leader. You have thought this up. Does that make sense? It makes sense because throughout the course of history, the people that have had the greatest impact are those who have been able to reach a point where when they speak, people just automatically listen because they know that whatever comes out of their mouth yeah, exactly. is going to have something of great benefit or value mm-hmm. or importance to yeah. the listener. Yeah. Now, let's so that's the so you so you see the value? Mm-hmm, I do this. very okay. much. Let's go a little bit further. Okay. Now, how can you generate such a compelling offer? Such a compelling buzz that will take you and create create critical mass. Mm-hmm. You can go to podcasts, like the podcast that we're doing. Yes. You can reach out to podcasts that are not superstars, or not who have 100 million downloads, but rather podcasts that are middle ground. Um, do you understand? Like there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's different layers of podcasts. Right. So you reach out to someone who is maybe a little bit above you, maybe, maybe in the same boat as you are, and you reach out to them. And you say, okay, I have listened to your podcasts. I have followed you on social media. I have commented on your work. Mm-hmm. Not only that, yeah. I did research on your audience. And based on this, this podcast, this podcast, this podcast, I have an offer for you. Let me come onto your podcast. This is how I'm going to serve your audience. And you write up a page or several paragraphs to the podcast producer. You send it to them and you work with them based on their time. So when a podcast opens up, they don't have to do a lot of work, only promote it. You see, you write up how your message is going to benefit their audience. Mm-hmm. And that will generate... Uh, That's a networking tool. It's kind of like scratch your back, you scratch my back. Yes, yes, but you go a little further. Oh, yeah. You, you, you offer value. You and offer you value also, up front. you also do your research so that you know that the audiences that this particular person is reaching through their podcast are individuals that would be in somewhat in harmony with the message you've got. Mm-hmm. So you really are a companion to one another. Exactly. In a great degree. Exactly. There was something that crossed my mind, yeah. too, and I just throw this in as, a, oh, as, as an afterthought. Yes. It occurred to me, too, that if you have a beta testing team, this tribe, this following of individuals... But you also that, need editors. Mm-hmm. You, well, not they just are one. the editors. Well, they are your furnace. The furnace where your ideas are tested mm-hmm. and get better and better and well, better. And In talking ahead. about them, yeah. what I was saying is that as part of one of the... the you the outsource gifts, the editing, yes. But one of the gifts that you can give to them is that when you have reached your finished product, 
through this process of editing from these individuals who, as you said, are the furnace. They're the heat. They bring the juice. They pull out of you even more and make it become something truly compelling so that when it goes out to the masses, it has reached its optimal level as far as its quality. You could include them in your final actual published version in the credits of your book as a part of your team and suddenly their name appears in there and for them it's like hey if you look there i'm actually one of the people acknowledged as having an important role in the release of this book that could be a kudo for them if they have aspirations or are writing a book because you create a collaborative thought process and a collaborative spirit within the group you do i also believe there's another dimension to it Mm -hmm. that dimension is when you open up about your work Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how messy it is and how do you know have you ever heard craig valentine oh yes (laughs) toastmaster world champion great speaker 1999 And he is very prolific and excellent speaker. Absolutely. Many people teach this. What I like about him, he's very open and effective. He says, in order to get to message, you have to go through mess. Uh I I would agree with that. You have to go through mess. You have to see what works, what doesn't work, and tweak, Mm -hmm. tweak, test, and tweak. Test, 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 test. Now, when you create something, your very first draft is going to be crap. It's going to be messy. It's going to be messy, really messy beyond anything you think. Because this I know already in this process as I began writing my, as I've begun the process of writing some yeah. of my chapters. Yes. yes. Yeah. So as a content producer and a, and a writer, you think, oh, you know what? I'm going to put it out there to beta readers, maybe even release it. And people are going to take me to shreds. They're going to just punch me up, cut but you me want up. That. that is the key. And don't you think... John, that you have come across people, and I don't know if you are that way or other that way, that they're afraid. They're afraid to get their ego hurt or bruised. There are those kind of people. So and, they'll take you offense. Can't, but no. you cannot allow yourself no. be offended. And not only You have that, to see it as a gift. That's right. And also, when you do release your book, there will be reviewers on Amazon and other platforms. Yes, and they won't be nearly as kind. That will cut you down. However, you just said a keyword, gift. You look into their, <laughs> you look into the review, and if you release it as an e-book, you can go back and you can adjust if it makes sense with the message. Does that make sense to you? Of course it does. Because so that was the gift that they gave you. There is always the ability to constantly edit, re-edit, edit again, and well, in e-book, in not, e-book, yes, not, not in the um, no. Once uh, you published a printed tangible book, but yeah. I think you and I both know that at least initially, if you're going to take this journey. The ebook route is the best because it gives you a great deal more flexibility and the ability to adjust and correct. Exactly. And modify. Exactly. And I really like that. And this brings up another great uh, strategy. You can reach out to people who are professional reviewers on Amazon and ask them, would you help me review my book? Yes. And I want honest opinion. I'll give you the book for free. That way you generate critical mass in reviewers at the time of launch right because the way that amazon sees it they see the game that authors play they see it as a pre-launch launch and post-launch if you had a big spike of sales in one day 
which is great, which is going to take you to the top of the categories for one day or two days. But if you don't have a consistent review additions or additional sales, your your book will slide. Yeah. But, so that's why you have to... It'll s- die for lack of interest. Well, once you reach a s- special triggers in the Amazon algorithm, mm-hmm. the Amazon will take over and will promote your book. And your book on, will be out there in front all the time. On your behalf, perpetually. I like that. That's that's a great system that didn't exist previous yeah. to uh, Amazon. Exactly. But as an author, you have to be strategic and you understand, okay, yeah. in your in my first phase, I'm going to reach out to this better readers. In the second phase, I'm going to reach out to these editors. In the third phase, I'm going to reach out to my blog following. In the fourth phase, I'm going to reach out um, to these podcasters. And you space it out so you... You push for the strong launch, but then you, after the momentum cools a little bit, mm-hmm. you keep pushing. That's the key. You cannot just let it off. You have to keep adding the wood. Mm-hmm. Keep it burning. Keep to the fire so you can keep going. And, that's, and put the right kind of wood on it, too. Exactly. And that's what it is. And I hope that we just scratched the surface. Why did we ever? <laughs> but it was full of rich material. I hope it was for you. It was for me. Yes, yes. absolutely. And I hope it benefited the audience. Um I'm always happy to share this with you, John, and with the audience of Speak Brave. I want to invite everyone. Uh, We're coming to the close of the episode. I hope you found value in this. Uh, If you do, subscribe. Um, Send it to your friends. Speak Brave. Speak Brave of iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook. I love hearing from you. This podcast is for you. And I, I hope to see you next week when we don't forget to speak brave. Thanks, John. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Good day, everybody.